This is a Showbile podcast. Couple snitskies for the boys. It wasn't my fault. Snitskies kicking babies into crowds out here. <laughs> Crowd pleaser. It's what he did. That gift that I think DK sent him. Drop kicks a baby into the crowd. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Say <laughs> like WWE back in the day was fucked. You just grabbed a girl's baby off the head of the ring and kicked it into the crowd. Kind of thing. Like, who wrote yeah. this? <laughs> Didn't someone give birth to like a hand or something too? There was something yeah. messed up. Or someone gave birth to like a hand. There's someone in a hospital battle their broken leg. They'd like take a chair to it and start fucking hammering. Stone Cold Steve Austin beating Vince McMahon with a fucking like the yeah. thing you piss in. <laughs> yeah, that didn't fucking uh, mankind come in and give him the sock in the mouth yeah, or something yeah. too. <laughs> That's so brutal. Back in the day. Yeah, the good old days. I say, I wonder if it's still like that. I haven't watched in fucking 20 years. Probably. I don't think it is. I don't think they can get away with as much anymore. It's still True. good. I think they got some superstars, but it's not like... Uh, you know, Not with like cancel that. culture and all that shit, they got to kind of censor a lot of the stuff. Like back in 05 and now you get away with anything. Like Kane was in there, like having like intercourse with dead bodies and shit. Like Kane was a monster, yeah. right? So, and they just like, yeah, we're going to write, this is the storyline. This guy's going to go into like a hospital and do this and then drop, kick a baby into the fucking crowd. Like whatever. I remember just when I was Saturday like eight years night. old. <laughs> Watching Ed Edge and Lita like bang in the middle of the ring on Raw. My parents came running yeah. in and told me I wasn't allowed to watch it anymore. I was only allowed to watch SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown's just as bad too. Like it's the yeah, just... literally it's the same writers, same everything. <laughs> same fighters go over and fight over there too. Snitsky was the goat though. <laughs> Schnitzky's. He was actually a nobody too. Like I don't even know. No, he, he was terrible. Into... Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> So I like drop kicking a baby. That's it. You know, like you've made it, eh? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode seven of Bucks on Nux. Ty Demera here, and thanks for tuning in. And on today's show, we're going to take a look at the results of round one of the NHL playoffs, and we'll also take a look at what's coming up in round two. But before we dive into it, let's check in on the lads. How are we doing, guys? I'm doing about as well as a Leafs fan could be right now. So that's about it. It's about that time of the year, that. I guess, eh? Yep. Go Rangers. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm about the same way. I'm I'm all on my Flames bandwagon now. The Battle of Alberta. I hope the Flames pull out. I hope they beat Calgary. I hope they win the cup. Sucks pull having to do this. Out? You said I well, hope the Flames pull out? Pull it out. I, I guess <laughs> no banging in the playoffs, but if you are, I guess you should be pulling out. No babies in the fucking playoffs, Calgary. Go, hey, it's the Battle of Alberta. Here, There's going to be a lot of banging on the ice out there, man. Bang I was going to say, they're going to be going exactly. at it in that Battle of Alberta, but it sucks as a Leafs fan. Every year you get about two weeks of playoff hockey, and then you got to fucking ride the bandwagon of another team. It sucks. Yeah. It's the worst yeah, thing Stu ever. Stu already had that pre-plan, though. He had the Rangers like weeks <laughs> ago, eh? A year ahead yeah. of time, maybe. Maybe a year ago. Well, I, well, they weren't in the playoffs last year, but I was saying that I'm a Rangers fan from this season on. Obviously, I can't just dip on the Leafs, though. I thought I could, but uh, it's impossible. It's a, Even it's if a, I wanted to, I couldn't do it. But uh, no. Toxic relationship, eh? It's yeah, like, yeah, a, it's yeah, like yeah, a bad yeah. girlfriend. You see your, I've been hearing all fucking... See your buddy going time. through this like tough relationship. You're like, man, you know, you guys should just part ways and... Uh, you know, you'd be better off, be more healthy for your overall lifestyle, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Looking well, out for the lads. Probably. And the guy's like, no, I'm just, I'm so in love with the Leafs. Man. I'd say, I'd I love, say. I love the Leafs. <laughs> I'd say this. Uh, 
if my main source of of um, depression in life is the Leafs losing every year, then I'd say I'm I'm in a good yeah. spot. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I, it's it's funny because every year I feel like it takes more and more time to get over. So like on Saturday night, as soon as they lost, I ordered like a personal pitcher right to the table, being like, "All right, I'm down and fucking four more beers before <laughs> I get out of here." And then on uh, yesterday, and this leads me into my first question of the pod, maybe the most important question of the pod today. Went to the Mandarin <laughs> last night. Oh my I'm God. still feeling still it open? today, dude. Yeah, dude, they're still open. I was surprised. Buffets and bowling alleys. I didn't think they were going to last COVID, but they did. They did. They're still alive and well. But I went to the manager. I think I downed four plates of dinner, three plates of dessert, and a bowl of ice cream. So like eight plates total. I'm still feeling it today. Like I feel like I was going to puke all day long. So it leads me into my first question. How many plates do you guys dummy at the manager? Like I can't be the only one that goes there and eats oh. till you basically puke. Oh my yeah, God. No, I, I haven't been to the... I haven't been to the Mandarin in years, and I'm surprised. I've like that's a name that completely left my brain through this whole 2020 situation and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, the Mandarin—they were—they slapped, and I wouldn't even. Oh my god, I would hate to see how many plates I could fucking destroy in the Mandarin because the last time I went, I was a twig and probably like five foot five. Yeah. All right, no, so same now here, same here. <laughs> Yeah, it, I can eat like probably like quad times the amount uh, that I used to be able to eat the last time I went to the Mandarin. So I, I think I might just stay away from the Mandarin for a while. With the Mandarin too, like going into it, you know, you're going to eat a lot. So you like almost fast leading into it. Like I won't eat <laughs> yeah. going before I go and then I'll just be hungry as fuck. And then you just, you know, you destroy food in there. You go out and get your first plate and it's like heaping and fucking overflowing and fall. Shit's falling off because you can't fit it all on the plate. You destroy that, and then you're going up for seconds. Destroy that, and then third plate, you're starting to feel it a little bit, but you still go for it anyways because you're like, I paid my money, you know? I got to get this food, so you go again. Everyone's stealing the crab legs. You're like, I'm just going to get everything else because all the crab legs got stolen by this one person. One person took all the fucking crab legs. So you go get this, and then, like you said, dessert too, right? Now you get like three plates of dessert and ice cream, and yeah, by the time you leave there, you're like, you can't even move, like... You're waddling out of there. (laughs) And that's that's what I'm saying. So I think it's like for two people, it's like 80 bucks to to dine at the mansion. So my goal was I I, I want it to be 10 bucks a plate. I want this to be the cheapest buffet I've ever been to. You know what I'm saying? So you get eight plates, 10 bucks a plate, and you're golden. But I actually, I used to do that too. I used to load up my plates right off the hop. Now it's like a full strategy. Going for the pasta salads to start, the broccoli salads, a couple of little rice, a couple pieces of chicken, second plate, (laughs) mound. Third plate, mound with some bread. Fourth plate is just whatever you didn't grab the last time. I have a full-on eating strategy when it comes to the manager now, and it's it's almost embarrassing. And like, especially if you get the Billy Strings grinder going beforehand, kitchen use only, of course, and then you show up to the restaurant, and you're just ready to go, boys. You fast all day, and you're oh, just yeah. ready to destroy whatever. It's, you're walking in, they're putting you to your seat, and you're already like scouting what's at the buffet. It's wild. Yeah. It's a wild DK walks in, there, though, eh? like, DK walks in with a personal trainer with a clipboard. Like, yeah, All right, yeah. so we're, going, we're going to round two, and he starts hyping you up. Yeah. <laughs> you can exactly do it. What it is. You can do it. He's like, we're, we're at 800 <laughs> calories. We're trying to get to 2,000 today. Like, let's go. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm down, boys. Like, let's eat. Let's Just, eat. Yeah, standing table side over you. You want to be a fucking weakling? Yeah. Eat that I fucking almost, chicken ball. I almost need this someone standing there dap me with a towel, like wiping the sweat away from my face by the time I get to the fourth plate. 
the workers are great. They're like, your drink gets like a sip out of it and they're on top of it, like filling it back up for you. Like they're yeah, unreal yeah. and they're the service and everything. So, I mean, you know, oh, you need on, a little dab big. of a uh, tissue. They'd probably fucking do it for you. If you yeah. Ask. He's got the, he's got his corner team, his coaches and yeah. shit after every plate. Ten dollars right, a plate. We need to nail it. Come on, you need more of that plate to get the ten dollars worth of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, after, after like, face. yeah, after Giving the first him round, water, like, water him down. This yeah. is you're following the ice game plan out. to a T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back of the neck, like, ice packs. They rip my tarp off. Yeah, <laughs> by the third plate. I, that's. <laughs> play five you're like all right now that you got to step up the aggressiveness i need you to be aggressive this round come on this you gotta leave point. it all out there this, this is, is the play. final round final <laughs> round we're leave it on the line <laughs> plate six seven and eight is where champions live that's what it, basically the mandarin is for me i just it's wild i'm there for like two hours just destroying everybody else wants to go home and i come just walking back in with two more fucking plates <laughs> they give them a belt on the way out yeah they just tell Hell me, yeah. don't come back, sir. Don't come back. Here's <laughs> you got to be back next week and defend the belt. Yeah, oh, I, I, it, it's like a once every four or five months you, you go down to the manager. And I feel like it, it takes a long time to work off one meal there because it's not really a what's meal. The, it's like what's the protocol no. there? Has it changed at all since because of COVID or no? No. I thought they would have they people like during, standing. Like... I thought they'd have people standing at each thing. Yeah. Um, it's all good. So probably, I like, went during COVID too, and they just gave you gloves. Oh, yeah. So you wore gloves and then ripped them, whatever, oh. and then you got back to your table and you threw the gloves off or whatever. I probably oh, got right on. from it, but I mean, it's, it's still tasted good. Yeah, I probably kept them open too. They probably had like some sort of takeout or something going on during COVID and that too, I would imagine. Yeah. I'd say they're all of a sudden on like Uber Eats and skip the dishes and stuff, I think too, which has yeah. never been a thing in my lifetime. You couldn't, you could never like order Mandarin, I didn't think before COVID. Not that I know of, yeah. You know the guy I'm talking about, though, eh? The guy that steals all the crab legs, eh? Every time I go there, there's one guy that's just loading his plate with crab legs and nothing else. And, like, they just put a fresh batch in, and he's, like, got the fucking chopstick things, and he's just scooping them out. Just fucking he's got a pager his on plate. his belt. The tongs. You know, find <laughs> yeah, every time oh, they come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the true champion of the Mandarin, dude. That guy has the belt 100%. <laughs> he, has a motion, he has a motion sensor in the crab leg tray. Yeah, actually, that's like the wor- worst kind of uh, fucking person there too, though. You know, everyone like those, wants those crab legs. This guy just takes them all. I was gonna say those guys and like, and and the old people that like walk and they're like, oh, watch this. It's like read the fucking tag and move along. You've been eating the same thing for eighty goddamn years. Get out of my way. I want the general Tao chicken. Like move. Like or like, oh, what's this over here? That is a steak. You've made them a hundred times in your life. You're eighty five. Just keep moving or grab a piece. Like I hate that. I get so mad yeah. when I'm there. It's like goddamn it. I've guys. got a schedule here. I need to eat a certain yeah. amount of plates at a certain amount of time. Get the fuck out of my way. It's like, I can't wait for you guys. My table's already wanted to go home for a fucking hour already if you guys hold me up anymore they're just gonna leave me i'm gonna have to walk home <laughs> waddle, home, waddle <laughs> home at that point like, you probably never worked in a retirement home eh? i i didn't i worked at a hospital with a lot of old people too and i was a lot nicer then <laughs> yeah lost his patience yeah. no rules at the mandarin man it's just you get your food and you destroy it that's the only rule there you foil up the knuckles and you go elbows up baby <laughs> Yeah, especially yeah, if you're going for the crab legs because you're going to have to go all out brawling if you want one of those. Even just exactly. one. I mean, to get the whole thing, you need to have your elbows like way out. You got to be a fucking unit there defending that shit. 
But uh, oh, I, why don't we move on, lads? You guys mentioned uh, a little bit of hockey there in the, the Leafs. I hate to, uh, you know, change up the topic there and uh, bring up some uh, dark times that we just went through there. But, yeah, let's take a look where we're at after this first round of the playoffs. And uh, why don't we start with that series? I know guys, you guys are dying to talk about it. We had the uh, Leafs and Lightning just wrapped up with Tampa taking the victory in Game 7 and the Leafs going home after the first round once again. So it's... Uh, been proven that the Leafs' first round curse is uh, alive and well there. But uh, how are we feeling after another disappointing first round exit from Toronto? You guys have uh, seen it year after year. How are we feeling? Yeah, DK's point of view. I was going to say, but let me go first because I know uh, I, I'm not going to follow up the, the DK rant. <laughs> let him close it out. So let me get my thoughts out of the way. Um, first of all, let me just say this Nick Paul, to me, does is it like all, a replica. Baby. Nick Paul does it all. He's the replica of Josh Anderson last year. Remember? He's just a yep. big fucking force. He's got wheels and he gets so many chances every game. I'm so, like, great time for him to put two in last night for his first of playoff goals uh, of his career. But like, he had chances all series. And it's the same with Josh Anderson last year. Like, that guy was just absolutely dominating us all series long. Guy's a certified leaf killer. Can't fucking Ottawa Senators it. legend. <laughs> um, on the flip side, that was a great move for Tampa in the, uh, at the deadline. On the flip mm -hmm. side, Brandon Hagel was fucking awful all series long, and they paid two first-round picks, I'm pretty sure, for that guy and prospects. Yeah. So, so well, he figures it out. But I can't really chirp because we still lost at the end of the day, right? Um, game six, that was the game. That, that was the do-or-die right there, even more so yep. than game seven because I thought game six – how many? What was the final score? Like four three or something? Yeah, it's four three, four three in OT, I believe. Right. So Vasilevsky, we've got three on him. We need to shut it down because if we give this guy one more chance, I'm not feeling good about it. Because if he hasn't played, he hasn't played Vas Vasilevsky hasn't played like himself all series. You give him one more chance. Eventually, he's going to turn it on, right? You can't give him another chance. Game seven, he played lights out. The whole team played lights out. It seems like we couldn't even get a puck to the net, mm -hmm. like the whole game. It was insane. Um, Justin Hall is an absolute plug. Let me just rattle off thoughts right now. Absolute plug. Um, Sheldon Keefe, uh, what was it, game five after game five or game six? Uh, a reporter asked him, like, what's the thought process behind playing your worst defenseman in a tied series home game or whatever? Was that the question? He's like, who's, who's our worst defenseman? Yeah. And he said, Justin Hall. He's like, oh, well, that's your opinion. But the terrible thing about that is that the question had to be asked. That was a valid question. He probably didn't have to say, worst defenseman the reporter probably could have been a, a little bit easier on, on poor justin hall but uh it it was a valid question he continued to play him and then he just fucking it bites him in the ass game seven when he just makes a horrible like boneheaded play and disallows the, I'm, I'm sorry but that was a penalty like do you do you agree with me that like when he set the pick on on sorelli what, yeah. like some guys 100%. do that it happens all the time but you can sell it he's you he literally yeah he literally stood him up when That's you the and when you of when, an interference, I was gonna yeah. say when you see that the refs got to call some. The refs got to. It might yeah. not have had an effect on the goal. I think that was, even if he didn't set that pick, I think Tavares goes in scores like he did because whatever. But That's what I'm saying. yeah, I, I agree with you. It was a penalty for sure. Yeah, I, just hated I the think call. he. Yeah, exactly. I think he already got Sorelli like a little bit, like enough to get a shot off there. So like I think it was. It was a. It probably would have been a goal regardless. So that's mm -hmm. why it hurts even more. Just fucking like, what are you doing? Just no. Like you didn't even have to be there 
Kerfoot there cost a cost a game too. Oh Kerfoot my god, did and Kerfoot game, six. game six was Kerfoot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was telling you guys like that guy avoids criticism every year, dude. But I can't stand like some of the boneheaded plays he makes too. But like he, I mean, he's crafty offensively. So I guess we he cost the series. Uh, you think about it, man. Game six, the drop pass, yeah, and then the stupid penalty. Like they would have probably won that game if they didn't take that five on three yeah. penalty. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah, and that, now that was uh, on Kerfoot, hundred percent. Now we're here, eh? Fuck. Anyways, I don't know. I said last. I think I said last pod. If the Leafs don't win this series, they're gonna be. Uh, there's gonna be like huge shakeups in the front office. Series finished, and they immediately go to fucking Elliot Friedman in the goddamn booth, and he's saying something like, "I don't think they're. I don't think there's gonna be any moves. Like they played a good series, and that, but like the thing is, is he's probably right." Um, at least coaching, but they got to switch something up. I think that's I mean, what I'm if, saying. If dude. you're okay, sticking with the Dubis core players, stays, Dubis is yeah. probably Dubis isn't going anywhere. Um, some people love him. Think, I mean, I guess we're making the playoffs. There's been fucking GMs in the past that haven't even that have been completely incompetent. So at least I guess at least we have a good team. But um, but like uh, you guys sticks to the plan every year. Um, I, I saw the uh, fucking a bunch of. Leafs people like people on Leafs Twitter throw it around that old quote like what's the saying about insanity <laughs> yeah. yeah keep doing the same thing to expect and expecting the same results and that's pretty that's much what Dubis insanity. is but it, so like yeah exactly so but I don't know I, I guess that's what Dubis has been doing the whole time he's been here since like 2014 he's, he he's only got like a few moves he can really make with the amount of money he's paying some of those players yeah, so, so like, he, last year so I'll in say like something Felino in a sec and- yeah um he doesn't have a lot of room to work there yeah unless you trade a and big it, name as far exactly as far as keith though um i've never been a real big fan of sheldon keith guy just irks me for some reason and he's just been fucking he never he's never won um barry trotz is on the market i think this is the time to get rid of keith dude i uh will they though i doubt it we'll see but um yeah <laughs> I, I heard about bringing them back. I heard that's, a clip. Uh, not a good idea. They're though. gonna, dude. You just watch. They probably will. But I'm saying they shouldn't. Barry Trotz is out there. There's good coaches on the market right now. I said Tortorello last year. He's still there. I don't know if he'll ever coach again. But if he, if he was, uh, it's, uh, why not? Leafs take a chance on him, right? But um, I heard Elliot Friedman talking today. I heard like a clip, and he was saying that he wonders. He thinks Dubis this offseason is thinking big. Um, he wonders if he. It's time to pull out the Masai Ujiri card and just make a blockbuster deal. He's going to maybe he's wondering if there's a guy on the team that a lot of guys, a fan favorite, a lot of guys like, and he's a good player. He might, he might be willing to move him for another big name piece. I don't think it's obviously can't be Matthews. And I, I don't think it's Marner because if you're training a superstar, a guy of Marner's quality, what like what's the return? You're not gonna get like a return that's better than Marner, right? At that no, point, your return like, would probably be like everyone's. And everyone wants to keep. Yeah, exactly. But everybody wants to keep their own superstars, right? So like, you're not gonna if you're trading Marner, you're not gonna get anything significantly better. It's not worth trading Marner, right? Um, so I that leaves me to believe um the guy is Nylander. I mean Tavares is that like he's not worth the contract anymore. Yeah, I didn't think so of Nylander. Would, that's Nylander. a good. Good. The guy would be Definitely. Nylander if 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 it's to happen. I, I'd assume maybe I guess Riley possibly too, but I think you can't really trade a defenseman. Campbell, so it's, like it's what's probably, going on with Campbell now? Well, that's not even a Fuck fucking. Him. I mean, yeah, he's he, out. I think I heard he might be gone. Anyways, that's just my thoughts, man. Fucking, uh, 
Dubis will probably stay. I hope Keith goes. Sorry, Keith, but Chief Keith, but I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how I feel about you, man. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I don't have much more to say. Go Rangers, I guess. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of good points there. I agree with a lot of them. Um, if it was me and I was running the show, I would probably keep Dubis. I liked the fact that he went out and got Giordano and Labushkin for the defense this year. I thought those were good ads. Um, that was kind of out of his comfort zone. He likes the smaller skilled guys and he went out and got two guys that throw the body and play kind of a tougher game. I like that. I don't think it's his fault. that The team didn't show up. I think he set up a good, like, and I agree with you. You don't trade Matthews ever. You keep Matthews here for his whole fucking career. If you can, you give him whatever he wants. And same with Marner, man. Marner proved this year that he's just, he's, he's on a different level. Guy had almost hundred points. I'm pretty sure he scored 30 goals. Like that's yeah, first time in his career. I think injured Marner, for a good part of the season too. Yep. I, I think you, like, I agree with you completely. You have to keep Tavares because of that money. You're going to have to eat too much uh, coming back. Like you'll have to eat fucking 5 million of that to make someone want Johnny T for three or four more years, right? Like 5 mm-hmm. million a year. Um, and then I, the guy to go is Nylander, man. There's a few things like I've been the biggest Nylander fan and people have been calling for his head a little bit since he held out on the boys. Um, I, I used to be a Nylander fan. There was a few plays this playoffs that I can't, you can't win with a fucking guy like that. And I hate to say it. I'm just not like I'm a, a head coach in the NHL, but I've been watching hockey for fucking as long as I can remember 20 plus years. And I played a little bit and here we go. This guy, he just, he doesn't have it, man. There's a couple plays, especially in the overtime. I don't know if you guys remember, there was a pass that he missed. He could have beat out the icing. Yep, yep, he just fucking yep, pulls yep, up, turned around. Back. It's like game seven. Dude, it's, it's, <laughs> It's ugh, the series on the he line, and he knows the history. And his dad played in the NHL, and his brother plays in the NHL, and they don't fucking have any heart. Trade this fucking rat, Nylander. I hate him. I absolutely hate him. Fire Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe should not be back behind that bench. And if he is, Leafs fans should boo his ass when he gets fucking introduced and in the first game next season. If he's back, the only reason why he's back is because he's Kyle Dubas's boy and he was his boy through the Marlies and he was his boy in Sault Ste. Marie and he brought him to the Leafs. I understand the change at the time. Get rid of Babcock, bring Keefe, who was a player's coach in. When we watched that, I don't know if you guys watched that. I think it was called like All In where they went through the Leafs season a couple years ago. The players don't look like they fucking like Sheldon Keefe very much and you need a guy, I agree with you, like Barry Trotz, to push you over that edge. You need a, a guy who's a, a hard ass and also like a player's coach. Like so the guys they want to go to war for. They don't want to go for, to war for Sheldon Keefe. The one thing I didn't like, I was all in on the Matthews balls on the line speech. He did not have a good game seven. He didn't have a good game seven, which sucks. So he's, he needed to he's come out like he, now, dude. His balls yeah, he's got no balls. He he's got no, no <laughs> balls, Matthews. Um, God damn. I don't think I, he had a bad game seven. Do you, I, I I You're thought right he was better he all like, series. Like I thought he yes. he played better. I thought that was his worst game of the series. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't making like mistakes or anything. Like he's still no. like an elite player. He just couldn't get his chances. Right. Like they, Tampa just fucking locked us down. Was I was just say Tampa just collapses to the net as soon as they get a lead. They collapse to the net. They got fucking ten shit pads in front of every shot. It feels like, and you just can't get yeah. it through. Um, mm-hmm. If you would have asked me, I know I still got a little riled up. If you would ask me. 10, 20 minutes, 24 hours after the game. I would have been a lot more rattled calling for people's head. The more and more time I have to think about it, you get Dubas, but you tell him his leash is damn short. Something needs to change. 
Look at the Tampa's defense. They were massive, massive. And we have this small, skilled guy, Sandine, Lilligren. You got to get rid of one of them. You can only have one of the two because you also got Morgan Riley, who I thought was one of the best defensemen in the series. Jake Muzzin came back. You need to bring back Ilya Labushkin. And if Mark Giordano can sign, he's a, he's from Toronto. I don't know if this is going to be his last year. He's going to want to go back to Calgary on the cheap. But if you can bring Mark Giordano back for like one year, two and a half million, two year, five million, something like that, you have to bring Mark Giordano back because he was a piece that we were missing. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think it's I think you gotta shake shake it up a little bit. Tavares isn't who he used to be. You're gonna have to trade Nylander. You're probably gonna have to get rid of one of your defensemen to bring in Labushkin and Giordano back. Get rid of fucking Justin Hall. Put him on a plane to fucking Coney Island. I don't care where he goes. I hate this guy. <laughs> I absolutely hate him. He's a bum. Trade Kerfoot because Kerfoot is the last thing of we had Kerfoot and Tyson Berry for Nazem Kadri, who brings a shit ton more to the lineup than Kerfoot and Barry combined. I understand salary cap. You probably couldn't have kept uh, Nazem Kadri anyways. But at the same point, find a fucking way to keep a guy like that, especially when you're bringing in Kerfoot and Kadri. Get rid of Pierre Engvall. Bring in some third and fourth line guys that actually want to go out there and battle and fucking fight for for a win. Him, Mikheyev, they're all dime a dozen, man. All dime a dozen. Get, as bad as it says, I love him. Get rid of the Wayne train, Wayne Simmons. Guy can barely skate anymore. Kind of costs <laughs> us game game two, taking stupid penalties. Probably get rid of Kyle Clifford. Like you're gonna, maybe like I would love to bring Spezza back. I don't think Spezza's gonna play again next year. I think probably that was what his speech was when they were saying it was in game five. I think when they had the big comeback yeah. and they were saying it was a Jason Spezza speech. I bet you he was saying this is my last fucking ride. You guys need to win this for us. Like we need to go. Well, to yeah, the you think that that Spezza's gonna retire now? I think he's close to it, man. He was really struck like. From watching, he really struggled with the speed of the play this year, and I just don't know if at forty you could go and train in the off season and get quicker. I just don't know. You know, you know what's yeah. crazy is that if that is the end of his career, it was pretty much ended by Nick Paul, who ultimately was the guy he was traded for. Really? Because back when Ottawa was uh, with Spezza, we traded him for Nick Paul, Chase on, and a pick or something, with a few other things going the other way. But uh, I just remember Spezza scored a goal or something. You guys were all fired up. Spezza, the greatest of all time, this and that. And I think yeah. uh, DK said something like, why would uh, the Seds ever trade? Uh, <laughs> some of them did so much for the organization there. Uh, something about them because they're never going to win a cup there. Or yeah, something. well, you but know I what, think... Ty? Nick Paul's not it, on the hey, Seds either, buddy. So, Well, it was all part of a long-term plan, man. Like, we sent Nick Paul to Dallas. He goes to Toronto, fucking Nick Paul. Or he goes to uh, Tampa there, and then uh, he ends uh, Spezza in overtime. Or uh, not overtime, but game seven there. Fucking Nick Paul scores two goals game seven, puts the Leafs out. It was all strategic. I mean, the Sens planned this for years. We wanted to fuck the Leafs in fucking game seven. (laughs) My my last take on the Leafs. Last (laughs) take on the Leafs offseason. Because you brought up his name. Fuck Jack Campbell. Fuck him. I know people love him. Soup in the crowd, whatever. People are probably going to hate me for saying this. This guy was an all-star first half. This guy was a backup at best the last half of the season. Backup at best. So many injury problems. And here's here's something. Carolina, last year, they had Peter Mrazek and fucking... I forget who it was. They were they were a tandem goalie. Nedeljkovic. They got rid of both of them. 
They got rid of both of them at the start of this season and just brought in Antti Ranta, Frederick Anderson. They found a way to, to you, know, they, you know what, this goalie situation isn't working. Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek will never bring a cup to Toronto as a tandem, as anything. Jack Campbell by himself won't bring a cup to Toronto. Get rid of this clown right now. Use the Carolina model. He's not a clown. I actually like the guy. I just feel bad that I'm calling for his head too. But you know what? There was a few times where I thought in the playoffs, like he probably should have had that. The spinorama goal from Sorelli shorthanded. I know Craig Simpson, oh, it's tough. It's tough when you're, uh, the guy does a spinorama. You it don't is a know tough when he's going to release it. As a goalie, I can't lie. It is a tough read, but it was. It, it did look like a shit goal and, and, and it's a playoffs. But, but Any goalie but breaking it down is like he's out, he's out of position. He's in deep in his net, and he should have had that puck. It's on the ice short side. You have to have that. It's fucking the playoffs, and yeah. it's shorthanded. That's a backbreaker, a backbreaker, and it's just saves like that. He just could, he can't make. I love him. He just can't make. He'd be a great backup. He'd be a great, great, great number two. But do you think I don't think I think he played well for us when we needed to in Game Seven? He like he two one like come on like we got. I didn't think the second Nick Paul goal was the greatest. I think it went. I think but, it was in the sixth hole is what they call it. It was like in between his arm and and the blocker. He's got a shot in the slot and it was like thirty shots on goal, and in two goals against. Like I'd hard say to hard to read game. that puck too. I mean, he's kicking it from behind him over to his stick and like just gets it off without even stick and he yeah. just shoots it right away. Like it was a hard to read play. Ah, yeah, okay. Nick, Nick Paul does Nick it all. Nick yeah, Paul. yeah, we get it. You get it. Back to Campbell. I don't think goaltending was the problem in this series, though. I don't think if we had a better goalie, it pushes us over the edge. I think we still lose this series, regardless. I don't think we even played generally bad all series. We had two, we had two really bad games, and then for the most part, we battled, but. It's just, at the end of the day, I think Sheldon Keefe is the biggest piece that's got to go. Well, um, I think Keefe should have benched Kerfoot after he fucking turned that puck over. And he also should have benched Nylander after Nylander shine away from anymore. going Nobody anymore, dude. Hagel was the worst player in the be. series all series long, and he, get, he got an Get opportunity Babcock, every man. game. Every game. John Cooper, who's been the best coach, arguably, the last three years, or two, at least two, he played Hagel all series, and he just made mistake after mistake. But I don't know. Campbell probably will be gone, but I don't think I don't think we had to fucking nail him to the cross as he, on his way out. I think he played oh, dude, like well I, enough for like what we expected him. He he probably you're probably right. He brought more <laughs> he brought more to the table than fucking Frederick Anderson did last year in the playoffs. But that's not really saying much. I like Jack Campbell. I've actually it's just an overreaction. Somebody needs to go. My just gut feeling is that Jack Campbell, no matter he's not gonna bring us a cup. He's not No, no. As a number You're one, right. we do have to, yeah. We do we do have to find like a, a stud goalie. You're right. But Trace uh, Elander for a goalie? But we, that's well Yeah. No. Yeah. You need some <laughs> If you're trading Nylander, like realistically, so Nylander's like six point nine. He's almost seven million a year. In my mind, you need two guys at three. If you're trading Nylander, you need two guys to play on your roster at three million dollars that make an impact on the third line and can play up and down your lineup a little bit. Like if somebody gets hurt, they could go up and play on the second line with Tavares or whatever. And it opens up like another three, four million in cap room, and you get two guys that can go. Are you gonna get that for Willie? Probably fucking not. Probably not. I don't think many teams are gonna be impressed with him right now. I'd say if they're going to do the blockbuster, it'd probably be Willie. It'd likely be a defenseman, in my opinion. And then you hope Robertson can slot in. So hopefully a prospect makes the team to fill in on the third line. And hopefully Robertson improves. And then Kerfoot. Kerfoot would have to come back at that point. Kerfoot would have to come yeah. back if we trade Nylander. So I don't know. I think 
I don't know, dude. It depends who's on the market, realistically. It's really tough, man. It's really tough. It's really tough. I know we just signed a uh, a goalie that was he was the best goalie in college hockey, and he won the Hobie Baker um, this year for in college hockey, and he's yeah. 24 or 25 already. So what they're saying is he might only be like two years away, and if this kid's like a stud, that could help. But fuck, man, are we? <laughs> I don't want to wait two more goddamn years. Like I don't, I just don't. It's just, it's frustrating. It's like, how can we be this? How can we be the Mecca of hockey and not win fucking anything? Ever. Yeah. 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 Balcony go off the TV on the weekend there. uh, DK or no, I said, so (laughs) TV off uh, the balcony, balcony off the TV or whatever we were saying there. I'm in, I'm incriminating myself a little bit here. So if anybody from works listening, just fucking tune out real quick. So I went to, I went to Chuck's Uh because I knew that if we lost, I was, uh, I was going to be tearing the fucking apartment apart. And I wish I was joking. I just, I'm not, there'd be bottles getting thrown at the wall and I'd be, it would have been bad. I was, I, I had to go to a place where I knew I couldn't act like an absolute fool. And so I did, but I was there from like six 15 till like midnight and then uh, your boy fucking just woke up and was like, I, I can't drive to work at 4.30 in the morning. So <laughs> so I fucking stayed. I stayed home in the apartment on Sunday and just tucked my tail between my legs. Can't blame you for that. <laughs> Didn't hear it, boss. Didn't hear it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fair if enough. you're listening, boys, well, I get sick days anyway, so who cares? I get paid. Yeah, there you go. You know, well, a few minutes ago we were talking about uh, – Jack Campbell there and uh, goalies. So I just want to bring up a goalie. And you actually mentioned the name earlier there, Vasilevsky. And it's kind of a hot take. And I know you said he didn't play like his greatest in every single game of this series. But I think at the end of Vasilevsky's career at this pace, he will be like the up there with the greatest goalies of all time, arguably the yeah, greatest goalie right. of all time with Hasek, Broder and Vasilevsky. It's going to be in there with Patrick Watt and those names. Like he, he'll be, at this pace, unless you know he gets injured or all of a sudden he falls off, he is going to be arguably the greatest goalie of all time. What do you think of that take? I think he'll suffer from the Ken Dryden effect too, just because every year he's had the, an incredible team in front of him. So I think like the biggest fault they they give Ken Dryden when talking about like the greats of goalies is that he played for Montreal in the fucking what seventies when they were the best team right. in the fucking <laughs> league every year. But, uh, he steals games though. Like sometimes they're not oh, playing too hot in front so of them. They'll go you're, and steal you're right. Game. You're right. You're right. I've also like taken into consideration how much the goalie position has evolved over the years. Like you compare some of the greatest of all time goalies back in the, you know, seventies, eighties, even nineties. Like they didn't even have the same uh, stance as the goalies have these days. Like it's it's evolved so well, probably more than in any other sport. Hockey goaltending's probably evolved more than any other position in any sport over the last, you know, 30 years or so. And I think Vasilevsky is like, I can't say guaranteed because he's only what, 27 or 28. Like he's still young. He's still got a long road ahead of him. But I mean, if they, they've already won back-to-back Stanley Cups and he uh, steals games, not all the time because their team's so good. But if their team's not so hot, he steals games for them and he gets wins when they shouldn't necessarily win. I think he really is going to be the greatest goalie of all time. Hey, I I, I, I disagree. I like I like that take, especially if I mean he's got two cups. Is he is he a Russian guy like him and Shosturkin both Russian? Yeah. So yeah. so if they if they go to the Olympics again and he wins a gold medal and then he adds another cup to his resume kind of thing and he does this stuff. You've seen his stats after a loss. I know the Leafs 
uh, it, it was like yeah. it was like a, he had like a 120 goals against after a loss the last since like 2015 or something like that. Leafs kind of and undefeated de- de- debunked that, but yeah, he's still undefeated after a loss. And on top of it, he stole that overtime in Game Six. I think the Leafs like outshot Tampa like 13 to four, 13 to yep. five in that yep. overtime, and he stole it. There was a lot of good chances. Matthews and Marner were buzzing. Vasilevsky, like you said, he could steal a game when the team isn't like isn't going well, and then. I know, I know, like Jamie McLennan, like the guy from uh, Overdrive Noodles. He he told Love a story about how uh, Grant Fuhr one time in St. Louis, they're going into Game Seven or something, and Grant Fuhr stood up and he never said anything, and he said, "Boys, I just need one tonight," and they won one nothing in Game Seven. It's like Vasilevsky nice. could do that. He he's the kind of guy that yep. could do that. He could step up to the boys, and be like, "Boys, I need two goals here tonight. We'll win two nothing, or we'll win two one, or I need one and pot one in an empty net." Like that's that's when you know a guy's an all time great, right? Like I I agree with that take a hundred percent. I think he adds a little bit more hardware, um, maybe another Vesna or two Vesnas and a gold medal and something like like yeah. There's almost no arguing that he's he is going to be one of the best of all time. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, I think that's a lot. To, that's a lot to I do so, though. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and he's still young. He's still got, you know, like, yep. fuck, 10 more, 10 more years ahead of him. Yep. Where does Price slot in there? His health is and everything. He Price hasn't is up there, but he's... He's up there for sure. Of our, of our generation, I would say he's uh, definitely uh, greatest of all time up there with Vasilevsky and those guys. Flurries. I think he had a hotter run than Vasilevsky even, like, uh, like in in Price's prime. Like, he peaked higher than Vasilevsky has ever... He still yeah, hasn't won a cup, though. But he didn't no, get but to the he never had final. Tampa in front of him, right? That's true too. But uh, I but think when the, those years, I when like the the 2014 Olympics good, years, almost. yeah, the 2014 Olympic years, like around that stretch, the two years like on either side of that was like he was like unanimous best goal in the league. Like I don't even think Vasilevsky is that right now. I think Shosturkin. You can make the argument Shosturkin is better. If they went to the Olympics, would you like if they went to the Olympics right now? You would have Shosturkin starting for the Russians in a gold medal game. Over well, no, 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 no. Vas- Vasilevsky. Well, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. Oh no, 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 no. They're both great options. I 100 percent agree. 100 percent agree. Yeah, but I would. But, uh, I think Vasil. I consider Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky gets the nod first game of the tournament for sure, just because it's Vasilevsky. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. had the track record. You know what I'm saying? So if he goes in, but as soon as he like. Does it? I mean, they probably go back and forth, and they just choose who's the better because they're like neck at this point, in my opinion. Oh yeah, Shesterkin's on each of them. Each of well, them have would, had. Who would you rather start, Price or too. Vasilevsky? Oh, if you had both of them on your team, that'd be a tough. Oh right, oh, Vasilevsky. Oh yeah, Vasilevsky yeah. for Vasilevsky sure. But I'm saying Price. Well, I'm both Price, in their prime. Both in their prime. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'd say Price at that point. To be honest, it's, 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 a, that, it's, a, it's a, a tougher awesome. call for me, but it's I I think it's similar to the Vasilevsky Vasilevsky Shesterkin. Like I, I don't, you can't yeah. go wrong. They're both going to steal games for you. So this is where I guess I'm a little bit different than you and in, in, in Stewie. Like so during that time, I think Carey Price. I would say he was the best goalie in the world. Like you couldn't find a league where yeah. there was a better goalie than Carey Price. I do, 100%. I do think that about Vasilevsky right now. Like is Shesterkin probably number two in my mind? Probably, but I do think Vasilevsky. If you were to if you were to make an all worlds team, like I think he would probably get the nod game one. In yeah. an all worlds team, I, it's just me saying that, which means like, it's, does that mean he's the best goalie in the world? I feel like right now he is considered to be the best goalie in the world, and Shesterkin's knocking on that door, might be kicking it down. I just well, okay, you see, uh, here's the go here's ahead, the Steve. story, Ty. I I would just go say I, I'm probably biased because I like the Raiders and uh True. and uh 
I was like a goalie, right? So I don't know. I analyze how goalies play, right? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So so when I look at Shesterkin, like he does stuff that Vasilevsky gets bailed out by his size, I think, mm-hmm. sometimes, where other guys don't get that benefit. Shesterkin's yep. not a small guy by any means, but like that extra, I think he's what, like 6'3 or something? But well, Vasilevsky's like 6'7. That's four inches is a huge difference. And he's got massive equipment. I don't know. Yep. You had to fucking look into that. But fucking, uh, but uh, Shesterkin does things. He's just so athletic, and his and his goaltending IQ is incredible. And he always like, like the way he judges like, should I be aggressive here? Should I s- stick back? His rebound, um, like recovery, is insane. Um, and then on the flip side, I just think Vasilevsky, like sometimes, like Vasilevsky is obviously like a world class goalie. Either if he's not one, he's number two, right? Or if he or he's like one A, one B type shit with Shesterkin. Yep. But Vasilevsky, to me, just he's just really flexible and really big. On top of that, he is just a, a good goaltender. But i just seen Shesterkin do things that I've never seen from a guy before. So that's why I just like have a soft spot for Shesterkin. I, I, I bring it down to this. It's like pound for pound. When you, when you think of like an MMA fighter, you go like, who's the pound for pound king? Like, who's the inch for inch goaltending number one in the league where you have Shesterkin's put up better numbers than or this year on a worse team than Vasilevsky, and he's four inches shorter. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think yep. with Vasilevsky, Obvi- obviously, if you're just sorry, Ty again, sorry. Obviously, if you're just making saves, like the height doesn't matter at the end of the day. But even like even still, I think Shesterkin matches him this year. But hey, it's one year. Yeah, well, I think this year Shesterkin has everything to prove. Like he's already proven a lot, but. In comparison to Vasilevsky, this is the year to, you know, make that comparison because, you know, Vasilevsky's been deep in the playoffs. You know, he's won Stanley Cups. You've seen him in game seven and how, you know, much how, how unreal he is. And in overtime, like he he's dialed in. He doesn't see like the nerves don't seem to get to him. He seems to be locked in no matter how much pressure is on him. Shesterkin, I think, you know, he'll see in the second round if they get to the third round as they go on here. You're going to see how he handles the pressure and then you can compare it to Vasilevsky. But right now, like Vasilevsky, like you said, he'd be the guy to start in an all world game because he's proven he's been there. He's won it. He handles the pressure. Shesterkin, he's uh he could probably do it too. I, I have no doubts about it, but he hasn't shown us that yet. And we'll see in the playoffs in the second round, how he does. Yeah. This is one of those debates where I, I say Vasilevsky right now, you ask me at the end of next season, I very well may be right with you and be like, Shesterkin's the best, right? Like it, it, yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones where I think that it's the margin between these two guys is so razor thin that it doesn't take much for, to, to persuade me the other way kind of thing. Like, like I said, it could be yeah. halfway through the season and I'll be like, Hey, remember that Vasilevsky Shesterkin argument we had? Shesterkin's way better. You were right. Like, I think it's just, they're, like I can't see it ever being like he's way better because Vasilevsky's so damn good. But I think they could be on the same uh, platform almost. Goalies seem to we'll fucking how, fall off quick. See how this though. goes. Yeah, like well, that's yeah, the thing. Vasilevsky has been. They're consistent, both young man. though. They're both young. I think True. Vasilevsky's not even thirty yet, right? He's twenty-seven. The thing I that think. just set. I don't know. There's just but like this year, Shesterkin had a nine thirty-five. Even when he was had like a tough stretch there, he has mm-hmm. a. He finished the season. Hey, and, she'd probably and, get the Vasna, and, yeah. And he will. Oh, I yeah. think did he already is it already confirmed or no? I don't know. He, he was up but, for the uh, heart, man. He was up for the heart, Shesterkin. I don't know like, if they yeah. said he won it yet or not. He's not gonna beat out those two, but yeah. 
let's here. Let me just say this. This has been the highest offensive output season that the NHL has seen in decades, right? Or at least a decade. Yep. What is it? Sit over six goals per game yep. right now is the yeah. average. And that's like a huge, it was like a massive, it was like at least a one goal jump. I don't actually know the stats. I forget the stats, but it's everybody's scoring. Matthews had 60 this year. Everyone's scoring. Shesterkin this year had a 935 save percentage on the New York Rangers. Vasilevsky on Tampa, never in his career has he, has he had over a 930. Or I mean, Rangers' never defense are kind of dirty, though. They have Fox and shit. Like, they have some Not solid really. demon. They have, like, Truba is probably their be- most reliable guy. They get outshot most, like, games, like, every game. They got outshot in game seven by Pittsburgh. They're not, like, a like a terrible team, though. Like, look at fucking... Uh, They're not terrible wow. at all. They're not terrible at all. But I'd say defense is their weak point, though, for sure. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think yeah, they Fox, got they have a good scoring that defenseman. They got good guys, first line. Yeah. They're deep forward. But they have, they've got Truba solid. Uh, Fox is solid, but then beyond like Lindgren or when Lindgren plays with Fox, I think who's their bottom pairing. It's, I don't know, dude, it gets shaky down there. I can't lie, but, uh, uh yeah, that's, it goes to show. We don't know the fucking names of them. They're probably not, uh, yeah, well, it's like, any means, yeah. yeah, I mean like, yeah, I'm just having, I'm fucking having a brain fart right here, but like, I, I mean, if you gave me like a couple of minutes, but like we got to surprise, you don't have a jersey with their name on the back there still huge rangers fan and all that i might get a shesterkin jersey low-key man he, i think <laughs> dude i think he's the future of goaltending man i can't lie he's i just, agree with that i don't know i agree Anyways. with that he's definitely the future guys if the rangers the can win cups if the rangers can win cups and while he's there fucking um yeah nylander for shesterkin let's go because <laughs> he's never been bad he's yeah he's uh, Shesterkin's never been a bad goal. Like he's never had a bad year anywhere he's played, even bef- like the years he was before he came to the NHL, before he came to yep. the Rangers. Like everywhere he's gone, if you look at his elite prospects or hockey DB, he's had like at least a nine twenty five. He's had some wild stats, dude. So yeah, anyways. no, I think this playoffs will really say a lot about uh, yeah. About we got to fucking fucking move on though. We're getting long. We got to we got to rock the fire these series. Yeah, but, but, that was but, a good debate. That was a great real, debate, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick about speaking of goaltending, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Ty's job here and transition. How about Jake Gottinger? Let's move on to that series. He was well, yeah, the fucking fuck star guy, of that. What's Calgary last series. game? Game seven, sixty saves or something insane like that. That guy is a he's, he's another monster. great young goalie. First star of that series for sure was uh, Ottinger. What do they call him the Otter? There, they call him the Otter. Yeah, Otter yeah. dude. I've been seeing his Yahoo fantasy fucking comments all year. I just I've probably contributed some of those otters in the fucking Ottinger chat because because uh, he was on my team and he he was a good guy. Yeah, what me. a stud! But, uh, he is a stud. Fucking uh, that was a wild series though. Both. I wonder that if game, he continues with that through his career though. He if will. That's like he a will. Young, run. So young. He's so young, dude. He, he was on the U.S. I remember first time I saw him. He was on the U.S. Uh, junior team. And he played against Canada in that outdoor game. You remember that in Buffalo, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Remember Canada, USA outdoors on New Year's? Yep. Yeah. That was Jake Ottinger and that for the USA. And he had a great game. And uh, I don't know, US, there's some fucking good, every time, I don't know, goalies make a name for themselves coming out of the US, dude. Like the guys that play on the fucking World junior juniors. teams. Like we, yeah. yeah uh, like it was Campbell for a while. It was Demko was, was a stud for them. Um, Ottinger, obviously, John Gibson, all guys that I remember from the junior tournaments that fucking yeah. just turned into pretty pretty big studs in the NHL. Hasn't quite happened as as much for Canada, aside from Carey Price and I guess like Carter Hart. Yeah. Yeah. 
EK, any take on the uh, Ottinger there? You want to move on to uh, round two? Fire it up. Stewie's got Ottinger. All right. I like him too. He's going to be great too. I got to rub it in one more time. That uh, fucking annual celebration of the Leafs choking in the first round is now behind us. So now we're going to move on to (laughs) round two of the playoffs. And let's just go through each series in uh, no particular order and kind of give our our, our prediction on uh, how these series are going to play out. We'll kind of rapid fire them. And uh, why don't we start with the Lightning, since we were just talking about them. How do you think they match up against the Florida team, the other Florida team there, the Florida Panthers? I got Lightning. Yeah, so do I. I got Lightning, too. I think the Panthers play a similar style to the Leafs. I think Tampa just figured out exactly how to play against them and beat them. I think Tampa just collapses to the net, blocks every shot that comes in from Florida. Tampa takes it in six. Six. What yeah, a, like what a series, take. by the way, for Florida, for Hagee, that kid's going off. I like that guy. He was a yeah, former Leaf. Uh, Carter there called the OT game winner, too, like so. in the, on the TNT He's panel. He's a former Ice Dog. There. I know that. Yeah. Go Dogs. But, uh, go yeah, dogs. fucking. But, yeah, fucking. I'm going to go with uh, Tampa as well. I, You know, I'm not uh, always a fan of us all picking the same team, but uh, I got Tampa winning the Cup, so I can't go against Tampa here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they say Tampa in six or seven. And then uh, how about we move on to the other series there, uh, St. Louis and Avalanche. How do you guys see that playing out? Avalanche. Avalanche. St. Louis is hot, though. Holy shit. As I say, this one was a tough one for me to pick. Uh, I I do have Colorado going to the Western Conference Finals. I do think it's going to be close. I think this is another one that goes six or seven, possibly. Colorado finally gets a test in this playoffs here. But I do think Colorado pulls it out and gets the dub. Too much firepower on that offense. Too good of a team to... I know St. Louis is yeah. good. They got hot at the right time. Big fan of St. Louis, but... I think Colorado's got too much for them to handle. I'm going St. Louis in seven. And, a, and a, a big reason for this is because I really, really like Wayne Gretzky's Stanley Cup bracket. He has oh my God, I Car- Carolina versus St. Louis in the Stanley Cup finals. I think he has Carolina winning this it. This guy's but following I re- the Gretzky bracket, eh? I love the Gretzky bracket, but I think the I, he's like flawless right now, except I think he had um, he had one team going on that didn't go on i'm pretty sure but, really i thought uh, he was flawless way, i thought he was straight uh, flawless. I'd, I'd have to Might double check i think but, i think he was I, th- I think he was i think he had everything called to a t i think he even he even called like oh. half of the series games right yeah you know what actually yeah i'm looking at it now yeah he has he had carolina going on he had florida going on he had calgary going on st louis going on colorado edmonton new york Rangers. yeah, Tampa. He's, yeah flawless, he's actually flawless yeah yes. yeah Hey, so, the goat, right? But, I like it. I'm going St. Louis in seven against uh, Colorado here. All right, next and one. Then uh, how about the Battle of Alberta? There, we got the Flames and Oilers. Calgary. That is going to be an absolute heater. That's going to be a great series. Yeah. It could be say, Edmonton. That's going to be a tight one. But I Calgary, I I like Calgary in that one too. I think Calgary. It's going to be a series where they beat the shit out of each other and they both go limping on to the next round kind of thing. But I think I got I got Calgary in fucking five. I don't like Edmonton. I'm so do. Goaltending's so a difference in that one, guys. By the way, yeah, fair enough. But there's also McDavid and uh, Drysaitel. That's there, what I mean. Right? They're both great teams, but I think goaltending's the difference. Yeah, yep. no, a goaltending can make a huge difference. Look, at, look what Ottinger was doing, like we were just saying there. But uh, I really fucking don't know for this one because I have Tampa and Calgary in the Cup Finals in my bracket. But then before the season started, I had a bet with my buddies that Edmonton was going to go deeper than the teams they picked, which were Calgary and hey, Florida. Hey, so you're a win-win, buddy. Hey, yeah. take it and run. I, I, yeah. 
Well, my bracket's kind of <laughs> fucked because uh, Boston didn't go on. So I guess I'd, I'd go on with Edmonton and seven in this one. Ew, Edmonton. I got to go Edmonton and seven. I like it. I like a couple it. underdogs here. I got St. Louis and I got uh, Edmonton here. So we'll, we'll see. But um, moving on to the next matchup here, I think uh, Stewie. Yeah, we got to bet another 10 bucks on this one because I lost 10 okay, to Stewie yes. there for. Um, yes, yes, yes. I, uh, I got to post, post that clip, by the way. But uh, when we, we remember, we made that. A couple pods ago, we made that bet, $10 bet. No, on it's that, okay. Uh, you don't series. have to post it, dude. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I thought it was a, I meant to post it after, like that week just because I thought it was a funny clip regardless. But uh, yeah. No, I, no. It's, it's fine. It. It's fine. Yeah, I'm going to post it. I think I'll post it. I think I'll post it. Dude. Well, then post but, uh, the one where we're doubling down here where uh, how about uh, you oh, know, I'll, send you an, I'll send you another 10 if the Rangers win and then if uh, the Kings win. Did you send win, me 10? Then- did you send me? Uh, I will. Day? I will today. Actually, no. Got, don't even no, no, worry no. about now it. It's, now it's on the line. Okay. Yeah. Now it's on the line. Okay, yeah, now, it's, now, line it's do, now it's double or nothing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Fair, so fair. so yeah. if if the Rangers win again, I don't even know if they will because Carolina. I don't think they're the the. I don't think they're the favorite in that series, are they? I think Carolina definitely is the favorite, right? Yeah. What's the betting probably, What's Vegas probably. saying? Uh, I'm but, not uh, sure. But uh, so yeah, I'm just doing this because I like the Rangers. So so um. And, and I, well, and I like only a, bet against the Rangers last year's too, because you're like, I'm going Rangers. So I was like, oh, Stu's going Rangers. Okay, I'm going Bruins. <laughs> what, I got like a fucking bad omen on me or something? Or uh, who was it? The <laughs> Rangers? Fuck. Uh, yeah, fucking Pittsburgh. I mean, I said Bruins. I meant Pittsburgh. I took Pittsburgh yeah, only because I hate both those teams. Rangers and Pittsburgh. Fucking, we've had so much history. The Sands with them in the playoffs that I can't yeah. stand either team. I only went to Pittsburgh to go against you. And uh, once again, actually, Canes, I did root for them when they won the cup. I had a bet with my dad that uh, if I won or something, I'd get a hat. And then uh, if he won, he got like a bunch of pictures or something I'd draw for him or some shit like that. When they won the cup? I was like, yeah, I was probably like seven years old or some shit. Holy so shit. I, I didn't have any money. money. I couldn't bet money. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking draw some Oilers pictures or something. And then he, <laughs> he was like, I'll buy you a Canes hat. And then uh, I fucking won. So I won a Canes hat. So I got a little soft spot for the, the Hurricanes. They had Martin Fuck Gerber right. back then. They had Cam Ward rookie season there. Fuck, that was hey, a great, great year. Rob Brandamore, guys behind the bench now. Legend. He's a legend. I have a, I have a Carolina Hurricanes toque that I might throw on if they beat the Rangers. I guess I'll go Carolina <laughs> against. There you go. got to back up to your backup team, eh? Let's go. <laughs> hey, well, fuck, I got to make it interesting. So what, am I just going to watch? I mean, I'll watch hockey all day, but like. if it's, That's part if it's of betting playoffs, the money, man. right? We Fuck, I, I don't really care about any team that's still in there except, you know, maybe Edmonton because I got, well, fuck again because I have money on it. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes it interesting for me at this point. I love the hockey yeah. either way, but you have money on it. It's the same with fights. You have money on it. It just, you know, it makes it that much more electric. Facts. All right. So t- we get, the game. if, 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 um, if the Canes beat New York, we're even. And if the Rangers win, you owe me 20. That's what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And you can fucking throw that if you end up winning, fucking. In a parlay or whatever the fuck, start doing yeah, this for uh, each, <laughs> each round, I, dude. I'll throw down one of your one. UFC parlays, eh? And fucking just <laughs> fuck yeah, quad, quadruple my money. Turn that twenty into one fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn Ty's yeah, money well, into fucking yeah. one into one fifty just because. <laughs> yeah, uh, on his picks. A couple weekends so from now, gonna, there's a big card too, so it'll be good. I'm gonna go with the oh, Hurricanes in that series. But here's something crazy. I'm just looking up the odds because it, it you piqued my interest when you asked who is the favorite in that series. Caroline is a big favorite, minus two twenty. If you bet the yeah, Rangers man. to win, it's plus one eighty. You know what else is shocking? Tampa Bay, the dog in the series versus Florida. They're plus one thirty. Florida minus one fifty. That is fucking kind of shocking to me that Florida would be the favorite in that series. 
could be could yeah, be at an this easy point bet in the playoffs, man. It's like who the fuck knows really how it's Can you parlay futures? I might go yep. Ranger, Rangers Tampa. Let me see. Let me just the see. Uh, I'll sweep the East. Rangers and Tampa. You got plus five forty-five. So fucking hey. make a good little chunk of change on a nice little Tampa Rangers parlay. That's that's a yeah. that's a bet from the heart though. It's I don't know if it's a yeah. smart oh, bet, dude. but a bet from the heart. Don't don't nobody anyone listening don't take that please. Don't <laughs> bet. With be the held heart. accountable for this one. Watch it hit that too. Yeah, I lost. By the way. It would, actually, I'm not even gonna mention. Actually, I guess I have to now. Fucking, uh, I had money in the Leafs both nights. That they lost me too. Seven. Me too. <laughs> fucking so mad. That's, it's called betting with the heart. I, dude, never bet on Leafs game seven. That's all I'm gonna say to anyone listening. Never bet on Leafs and yeah, get in fair. round one. Actually, that's fair. <laughs> Till they break fair. the curse. I mean, don't even fucking go there. <laughs> Here, here's something crazy. I went, Owen seven. In the Carolina and Boston series, I never fucking picked a winner. I went 0-7. I bet on all seven <laughs> games, and I didn't fucking hit one. Imagine. Like, what am I? Damn. I didn't understand what I was doing. Actually, I think I was 0-6. I didn't bet game two. That was the only game I didn't bet was game two. But I lost. I went 0-6. I would have lost if I would have bet games, game two, too. I would have <laughs> lost. I would have had Boston. But I fucking... I'm a mush right now, boys. I'm a mush. I'm a noodle when it comes to I think to Tampa, Florida will be one of those series where it's like, I have no idea which way it's going to go, and it's going to be a back and forth, one game each kind of thing. So that might be a tough series to bet on, too. Yep. But we'll see. Who knows? But uh, let's move on now. Uh, Stewie J, you had some thoughts on the Jays struggling there. Um. Yeah. So I just want to say that the bats are so cold, and they have been cold all fucking year we need to figure some shit out dude i can't lie we i mean we're 500 now aren't we yeah yeah and we've lost like five series in a row and on top of that like you say bats are cold we are the worst hitting team in the league with runners in scoring position with this lineup so hey speaks for itself i just wanted to know uh i just want to mention briefly that dossman is still pitching well or still pitching great Mano is still pitching great Yep. Barrios, his last good start was the game I was at. Yep. He's fucking struggling again. Not a good look. Ryu, first game back on Saturday, pitched pretty decent. Yep. Um, so we're getting, I, I mean, like we're getting passable pitching. Um, and yeah, and Kikuchi started to find it. Kikuchi even has found it a bit here. Yeah. In the last so, uh, last two or three starts, he's been pitching well. Right. So I don't I don't know what's happening. I think. I was more scared about, like, I think the pitching was more of a wild card, I think, coming into, I thought, coming into the season. I think they'll figure it out. I'm not fucking totally worried yet, but I just want to know, DK, when do you hit the panic button? Uh, What are we, 20 or 30 games in, Moat? I think think we're like 17 and 16 right now, so we're like under 35 games in. 17 and 17, yeah, so I would say panic button, I mean, dude, MLB plays too many games. There's 162 fucking games. I would say panic button because Boston and Baltimore's are so bad that panic button doesn't set in until like game 55. Like if you're still hitting like this in 20 games, you got a fucking problem. Somehow, some way with this team, you got a problem. Because yeah, people would be like, Dylan, there's still 112 games at the 50 game mark. Yeah, there is. But with the Yankees going the way they are, the Rays, you know, are going to find a way to win 95 games. Uh, at- there's other teams in the AL that are looking pretty goddamn good right now. Game 50 is when I'd hit the panic button. 
what are you thinking? Yeah. You, are you hitting it? Are you hitting it soon? No, but I want to see I, if there was okay. If the hitting's still cold by game like fifty, like you said, then I'm definitely hitting the panic button. But if it let's say let's say we're still in a little bit of a rut though, but it's switched. Like the hitting got good, but then the pitching slacked off a little bit. Then, then. I'd have more leniency because it's like, I know like if, as long as we just find a balance, there's something like we can make something work easy. And I think that historically, every time we've been good in the including last year, um, in like the last decade, every time we've been good, we've been like a second half team or like even like a, a, a last, a final third team realistically. Um, so I'm not hit. I would, I wouldn't want to say I hit, like, I don't want to hit the panic button too early, but it, but like, I thought the bats would be. I thought the bats would heat up. Yeah, by now, a hundred percent. Well, tell us good- the uh, opposite of what we said coming into the season too. We're gonna be talking like World Series, and they were on fire, and they were you know beating every series, and then all of a sudden they're uh, doing the complete yeah, like literally two like it, it was two episodes turnaround. ago. I think we're like, yo, we haven't lost a series yet. We're looking yeah. good. Yeah, I went to the game and I fucking ruined it, dude. We've been shit ever since. <laughs> you mushed them. Well, they you went mushed, undefeated yeah. when you were there, it's, so fucking yeah. I went to back games, over there. Yeah, I, need to, I will be going soon, June fourth. Who's in? Fuck, let me know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to mention about baseball. I'm a little bit worried, but I'm not hitting the panic button just yet. I, I still I like this. The were the World Series favorites, to be honest. I still think yeah. So. I'd, I'd put us up there. Dodgers have, I mean, Dodgers have looked okay. The team that scares me right now is the Yankees. They're fucking pitching well. They're hitting yeah, well. I think they're like 23 and nine. Or, yeah, I know. It hurts extra. And, uh, but no, for, for a Jays fan out there, if you're hitting the panic button right now at game 32, let's just say we played her 35. Let's just like, I, I think it's, 18 and 17. I just checked 18 and 17. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So is that 30? My math has been 35 games right there. Yep. Yeah. 35 yep. games. Give it till game 62. Because then you still got a hundred games coming in, and if you go seventy and thirty, that's a lot of fucking wins on the back end of the season. You're still mm-hmm. gonna end with ninety plus. So give it till game sixty two. If the bats are in a rut through game fifty, then yeah, you could start to talk about real, real panic setting in. But give it till game sixty two. See where you're at a hundred games in, and see where you can go. Because it's not un- unheard of for a team to go seventy and thirty in baseball. Because by that time, a lot of teams will be selling and you might have an easier schedule. We've had a tough schedule to start this season and we played like 22 days in a row. And I know it's start of the season, so how could it be fatigue? But baseball players aren't known to be the best uh, <laughs> conditioned athletes, I'll say, of all time. Bartolo so, Colon. <laughs> I was going to say, that guy, was a, that guy was a gem. But I just mean like they just they get these <laughs> nagging injuries and they seem to not be able to shake them. And like you've seen Teoscar Hernandez, he swung and hurt his back, was out for fucking a month and a half like five weeks and it's like it's just that's just what happens in baseball you go through the ebbs and flows you just need to get hot for 20 30 games rattle off a a 15 and 5 a 20 and 7 in 27 games kind of thing and you're right back in the world series picture right so i wouldn't hit the panic button for another few like another uh, another month or so probably yeah it's it's still early lots can happen so that's just my opinion right now yeah, I saw yeah, that too. We're up three one. Right ba- I'm pretty sure bases Niners. are jacked though for uh, Seattle right now. I think they're. I thought last time I looked they were jacked unless they got out of it. I've seen Yimmy was on the mound, Garcia, but uh, must have got out. Bottom of the seventh. Yeah, I yep, got a he man did get first. out of it. He got out of it. So yeah, bases were just juice there. So they're flirting. They're flirting every game with trying to throw games away right now, but. 
still <laughs> i wouldn't hit i wouldn't hit the panic button yet all right right on well uh last topic before we wrap up here dk you've been dabbling in uh, some soccer picks i hear how's that been going so it's been, it, you know, it started off well, just like anything, you get beginner's luck, but then you find a few teams that are absolutely dead to you. I'm just going to rip, rip these off quick. If you're a Bayern Munich fan, I am not a fan of you. If you're an Arsenal fan, I am not a fan of you. Those teams stink, and they've lost me so much goddamn money that it's not even funny. I'm sick of betting on those two teams. I only pick them because I play FIFA a little bit, and those were like two teams that I noticed they had good <laughs> players on. But that's beside the fucking point. It might be my fault for picking them, but at the same point, if you're an Arsenal fan and you're a, or a Bayern Munich fan, reach out to me and let me know why your team fucking sucks so bad. Tell, <laughs> to help me feel better about the Leafs sucking and tell me why your team fucking sucks so bad and why they've lost me so much money, and maybe I'll understand it, and I'll take them off of my you're dead to me list. But Bayern Munich... Arsenal, you guys are dead to me. Actually, one more team, Juventus. Juventus, learn how to fucking win a game. I've lost two. I don't know if you guys know much about soccer. I've lost two games where they've had the lead going into the 90th minute, and both games ended in a draw. Today, I had them on the money line, plus 115. They were up 2-0, and then it was 2-1 with like 60 minutes to go, and then in the 96th minute of 96, this fucking team lets off a goal, and I lose my bet. Fuck Juventus. Fuck Bayern Munich and fuck Arsenal. I hate them all. I hate them all. <laughs> I know. I, I have a diehard fucking Arsenal friend, so I'll, uh, maybe I'll try and get the fucking explanation from him and pass it on. I was just say. Well, you I, mentioned I don't getting. Get, uh, go ahead, DK. No, I just I just don't get soccer because you ask a fan like I've asked a fan of Juventus and he was like, "Oh, well, they just don't really have much to play for." It's like, don't you 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 don't want to lose to the worst team in league? Oh, it's late season. They're tired. Everybody's fucking tired. The other team's late season too. Why are they coming back in the 96 goddamn minute? Does that mean you just quit? <laughs> like in soccer, do they just quit? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But well, sorry, you I mentioned cut you off getting uh, the, the Arsenal. Well, I was just going to trip the Leafs again anyway. So you probably want to hear <laughs> oh, fuck, I was going to say, like, you got Arsenal fans <laughs> and these up. other teams. Uh, you're calling them to come meet you and have a conversation about uh, why we're losing. I was like, they should start, you know. Uh, Maple Leafs Anonymous like meetings or something where you just like all get together and like, hello, I'm uh, my name's DK and uh, yeah, my team sucks. I'm a Leafs fan and uh, this is what happened in the first round again this year. It's the I've same been a Le- thing, man. We just I've been a Leafs there. fan since '97. Hi, Dylan. Like just basically, yeah, exactly. I, it would just it would just <laughs> exactly. be a room room full of depression and drinking. That's yeah. all it would be. It well, would just yeah, be people it's, it's drinking their sorrows. Alcoholics Anonymous, but fucking for uh, Leafs, Leafs fans. Uh, and uh, Arsenal fans mixed in there too, you know, a couple, a uh, couple other fans in there for sure. I hate them. I hate them. But yeah, I just had to, you know, mix that in right at the end of the pod for all the, uh, all the Leaf fans out there. <laughs> go Sens, go baby. Nick Paul does it all. Go Rangers. Go but, Rangers. Uh, any Yo, final thoughts, lads? Before we I get do, out of- I do, I do. Does my? I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm gonna listen back. And I'm gonna be severely depressed if my fucking mic sounds like shit again because this is a new mic and I said I was gonna sound crispy. Last week, I was like, oh, boys, I got a new mic. I'm going to have an upgrade in sound. It sounded worse because it's a dynamic mic, and I'm speaking like this. I'm speaking over here, and I got to speak directly <laughs> into it. And I thought I did yeah, a good sounds- job of that today. So, yeah, sounds so good. all right, if I listen back, it's going to – and it's not good. I'm going to be – I don't know. I might be making a return. Who fucking knows? But anyways. I- trial and error, man. Each time, my- you'll probably dial it in more. Yeah, exactly. Fin- I final get- thoughts, though. Oh, go ahead. 
I was just say, I guarantee your people aren't pissed off with your mic as they are with mine. I can tell you right now, I've gotten a few texts that says, slow the fuck down and settle down because I've had to turn my radio down and you almost blew my speakers <laughs> or you blew my eardrum or something. So I bet your <laughs> mic sounds a lot better than what my fucking dumb ass sounds like on the bus. That's Loki. That Loki comes back to me. I should probably, I maybe I didn't fucking no. adjust the volume. So I got to adjust the volumes, DK, DK's volume. But uh, your, your mic sounds good though. Fucking. When I'm listening back, it actually sounds pretty crispy, and I, and I know it, it's a blue snowball, right? Like, yeah, I know it's like bottom of the line, baby. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds it sounds pretty good. For, I, they make Does good the job. for what they are, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, anyways, fucking so yeah, it's uh, final thoughts. I guess uh, go Rangers. Uh, let's pray that DK stays off the diet cokes. <laughs> doesn't turn into diet coke guy, and then uh, watch it. Lay off at the, the Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever at the Mandarin. Sit in the opposite side of the building as DK and his fucking personal trainer. DK and, and his leave fucking some crab legs coaches. for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna see fucking, or you're gonna see Ty fucking Dikembe Mutombo fucking block swatting your fucking spoon away from the fucking <laughs> crab leg fucking. No more crab for leg you. Fucking, <laughs> if you took anything from this pod, no. Leave the fucking crab legs for everyone. Don't be feeding your whole family crab legs. And two, don't fucking. Dilly dally at the buffet line. Get your shit, put it on your plate, and get the fuck out of there. If you ever learn two things from this podcast, it's two Mandarin rules. I love it. Those are my final thoughts of the day. Right on. Well, that's a wrap for episode seven of Bucks on Nux. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter and uh, keep an eye out for our gambling picks on there. Also, check out the other podcasts on showbile.com and slap a five star review down for the pod if you enjoy it. And if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it.